police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims. Killed even more. And plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them. And that he was also a necrophiliac. <laughs> You are now listening to Grinding True Crimes with your hosts, Maddie Mack, Todd Fox, and Gabby Gabb. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Grinding True Crime podcast. Today, I will be your host again. I am Gabby, along with our narrator for today, Maddie Mack, and our other host of the show. G'day, mates. It's Todd Fox, I am. <laughs> As you know, <laughs> this episode will also be given to us by Maddie Matt on his same story. This is a continuation from last week. The Snowtown Murders. So we are on part two of that. We are. Is this going to be the last part, Maddie? This will be the last part. Okay, so this will be the last part. And before we get started... Um, let's let you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on IG and FB, Instagram or Facebook, under Grinding True Crime. And if you listen to podcasts while you're on the road or wherever you're at, you can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and Pandora. But if you are out of the country, which, by the way, thank you to everybody who listens to us outside of the country for all of your support, you can listen to us on Podchaser, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. And as usual, we will always let you guys know, listener discretion is advice because we do get into sometimes uh, very, how do you say it? Graphic details. Yeah, very graphic details and gory at times too. So yes, listener discretion is advice. This is definitely not a show you want your children to be listening to. And before we move over to Maddie to continue our story, Todd, we do have let them know the special stuff we have now. Yes, we have merchandise at the redbubble.com website and you just uh, type in Todd Fox 80 and then there all, there's all the grinding true crime stuff at discounted prices, so check it out. Thank you. So now, with all of that out of the way, Matt, let's turn to you and continue the story where you left us off. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Gaps, for that. So, um, doing a quick recap we were talking about the snowtown murders and it was uh, the story of john justin bunting uh, as well as a, a few of his accomplices one in particular mr robert wagner and several others just a recap um before we get into that i actually got an email well, we actually got an email from mr adam taylor the one who recommended this story shout out to adam taylor and everyone from australia listening in and he gave us some details first of all he 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 commended us said it was a good story but he gave us some details about the previous recording we did and we were confused about the banks if you guys listen to our uh, listen to our first episode we talked about how um several people were murdered and they were found in a bank we thought it was a river bank (laughs) come to find out it was an actual bank. It was an old, unused one, leased in a sleepy outback town. Um, he can't remember the name, but it was definitely an old, used bank. So, yeah, that was some of the details that Adam told us. Uh, and the drums, I, I thought it was a lake. I'm sorry. I thought, <laughs> hey, I don't know. <laughs> and he said the drums were the 11-gallon variety filled with acid. So acid. They were filled with acid. So the ones that were stuffed in those drums, yeah, that's that's. I, let's just say, it was a good thing they were dead before they got in because nobody would want to be suffering from acid burns. Well, not only that, I, I can't imagine for the people that actually found the bodies because there was a. Uh, I'm just not to get off too far of the subject, but there was a guy that um he uh found a body in a uh, acid-filled drum that they were trying to dispose of and this Mm -hmm. is after like two years of the body sitting in that acid the the smell is beyond wretched from what the guy said so it's like whatever you think a dead body smells like it's at its worst 
is like ten times worse dipped in oof. acid, you know, deteriorating. Probably oof. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Who's hungry? Oof. Yeah, no man. No 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 no. No no no. Yeah. <laughs> he also said that there's actually a movie and it's actually called Snowtown that you can watch if you wanna look into the details. He said it is kind of graphic. So we recommend looking at the movie called Snowtown. Don't ask me who's starring in it. Don't ask me how is it. I've never heard of it, but I definitely want to take a look at it. And so, yeah, so those were some of the details that Mr. Adam Taylor told us. And I appreciate it, Adam, for this recommendation. And with that being said, let's get back into the story. So last we left off about some of the killings that took place between John and uh, Robert and several others. The last killing that we left off was Thomas Trivillian, and he was suspected to be uh, murdered by suicide, um, but later found out that it was Mr. Bunting and Robert who actually did the killing. So, oh, yeah, they, oh yeah, they thought it was suicide. They thought it was suicide, yeah, yeah. but it was actually them who uh, actually murdered him. So That's... that was the last murder victim that we left off at. So okay. to continue the story, we're going to go into, that was number five, I believe. Yeah, this is this number is, six, right? This is going to be number six. Okay. Oh, and one more detail I wanted to mention about one of the previous murders. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Ray Davies. He was the one who was um, intellectually disabled and he was living in a um, caravan. Mm-hmm. One detail about him, he was tortured badly. Oh. Yeah, he was tortured. Uh, can't remember what exactly all happened to him but he definitely had oh yeah that's what it was he was garroted with a piece of rope and a lever after being placed in a bath attacked with clubs and repeatedly beaten about his genitals and having a toe crushed with a pair of pliers ah. so that was another detail I left out about one of the kill, uh, victim Ray Davies and they, he was tortured. They don't say why they tortured him. Well, it was it was because um oh because they wanted, of, well huh well they wanted the welfare and it was was it because he was either believed to be homosexual or a pedophile. Well, it does mention that two people were murdered. I haven't mentioned the second oh well, tortured I guess two people were tortured. It, it mentions two, but it could have been more that were tortured. But two of them are only mentioned. It was Ray, and there's another victim that I haven't mentioned. I'll get into the details about that. But Ray Davies was definitely one of the ones that was tortured. And, yeah. I think once they start bashing my genitals, I'm like, just split, slip my throat, dude. Get just it over cut me. With. Just cut yeah. me. Cut me in the heart. Leave me alone. Kill me. Yeah. Uh, not my genitals, man. Not yeah. my yang. <laughs> yeah, so. Did you say yang? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just making don't sure. judge me. Just making sure. <laughs> don't judge me, man. That's that's not a Australian genitals. I don't think yin, no, no, no. but um, your Willoughby. Maybe it's um, my Willoughby. It's the Willoughby. <laughs> they got my Willoughby. They did. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh, so this is part two, ladies and gentlemen, of the Snowtown murders. Let's begin with another victim, and his name is Gavin Porter. Now, Gavin Porter was 31 years old, and he was a friend of the I can't pronounce his last name, the Lastics. Okay. And he was from Victoria, I guess a town. He moved into the house shared with Bunting in 1988. Bunting had referred to Porter as a heroin addict, and he was a waste who no longer deserved to live. Jeez. So Bunting was angered after being pricked by a used syringe discarded by Porter on the sofa. So Bunting and Robert Wagner both murdered Porter while he was sleeping in his car in the driveway of Mr. Bunting's house after working on his car. Yeah. So Porter's body was stored in a barrel before being moved to Snowtown. So once again, there's another victim who was stored into a barrel. I don't know what it is about barrels and stuffing people in them, but they seem to enjoy doing that. Jeez. 
Yeah. Troy Yodi. I believe it's Yodi. It's Y-O-U-D-E. Yod or Yodi. He was mentioned. Now, I don't know if you guys remember in the uh, first episode, but remember, John has a stepson. Yes. I think his name was Jaime. Mm-hmm. Remember? Okay. And Jaime mentioned that he was molested by his stepbrother. Mm-hmm. And that drove, you know, John to say, okay, well, he's going to be one of the next people in this, uh, that's going to get murdered. Well, he was the next victim, and that's who Troy Yodi is. Troy Yodi was the half-brother of Jaime, and uh, where Jaime had earlier confi- confined to John that, you know, Troy had molested him when he was younger. So on August of 1988, John, Robert, Jaime and the other uh, accomplice, Mr. Hayden, visited Troy's house. And Robert, Jaime, and John dragged him from his bed, tortured him, and murdered him as well. It doesn't say how he tortured him? Well, it does mention some of the tools they used. I don't know if it was included in this murder, but several tools were used in the tortures. There were knives, a blood-stained saw, double-barrel shotguns, coils of rope, rolls of tape, rubber gloves, and cloth. There was also several, you know, different tools used as well to do the torturing, including an electric shocker. Jeez. So it doesn't give details of what tool was used in torturing, but he was definitely uh, murdered, dragged out of his bed and murdered. And his body was also dismembered and stored in a barrel and later moved to Snowtown as well. So they definitely chopped him up. So how many people are there now? That was number seven. No, but in the bank. Oh. I think that's Well, I didn't mention the bank, but... If they, I think that's but he put in the barrel, huh? Yeah, yeah so, so I think that's four. Three or four in Because two in the previous episode, and then now these two. Oh, these two, okay. Yeah. So so they've abandoned, like, they're like, okay, it's too much trouble to bury the bodies or leave them somewhere on our property. But it seems to make more sense of putting them in barrels and putting them in a bank. I mean. I don't know. I don't know, but but you know, I don't know if this was actually in a bank because the barrel, the, the other two the other two murders, it literally said the bank. These was just put in the barrel, and then they moved them to the Snowtown, Snowtown Road. Yeah, I'm gonna take them. I'm oh, sorry. God. Please. <laughs> Please. It, it, it just clicked. It just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> What did little Nas X did, did he? Hey man, did he we help don't him, mention his name. Did, did he help him find those barrels? I'm gonna take you down to the old town bank where there's barrels of dead bodies. Hey, you can make this some career talk. I could, right? <laughs> oh, I'm not dancing like he did in that shower scene. No, 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 no. Well, I, I don't know. It, it could have been in a bank, Adam, or anyone from Australia. Let us know. I don't know if it, it. I don't think it was mentioned uh, put in a bank. But it just mentioned that their bodies were stuffed in a barrel and sent to Snowtown Road. <laughs> so that's victim number seven. Okay. Victim number eight. Excuse me, Frederick Brooks. Now Frederick Brooks was also intellectually disabled, and he was the son of a Jody Elliott and nephew of Elizabeth Hayden. He was murdered by John, Robert, and Jaime on September 17, 1988. You were born 90. I was born 80. No, I was born 98. I ain't. Oh, I think <laughs> That was 10 years old. <laughs> Brooke's body was moved to a car, which was later collected by Mark Hayden, one of the accomplices. The body was later located by the police in the disused in the dis, disused bank vault in Snowtown. So maybe it wasn't the bank. 
Mark Hayden continued to access the welfare payments of Brooks. Now, that was short, but check this out. He was also one of the other mentioned uh, other victims who was tortured as well. Remember I said it was two of them that was tortured and that it mentioned. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what actually happened to Frederick Brooks. And I don't know if it's an intellectual thing of the ones they tortured, because both mentioned tortured were the uh, intellectual ones. Robert Davies and Frederick. But this is what happened to him. What do you think happened? Give me a torture scenario. Um, hung upside down so the blood rushed to your head. Uh, poking your eyes out. Ooh. Cutting Ooh. you in all sorts of areas of your body or even slashing you down the stomach so all of your insides come out. See, see, that sounds like you watch too many <laughs> movies. Am I and, too gory? And Todd, I'll tell you one thing. If you see me hanging upside down, <laughs> You better cut the rope, bro. And just, and just save me. Don't don't ask questions. Just just cut the rope. <laughs> I, th- you know what? She's she's an executioner. So like she'll find, <laughs> she'll find a way to dispose of somebody. That's for sure. Man, she's. I said give me a, a idea. She she gave me a whole script. She's like, I got more. <laughs> I'll just do it the old fashioned way. Mine, Good mine lord. Is, mine is uh. Yeah, now depending if it's a pedophile, uh, then I have more details for that one. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. I can allow that. But what do you think, Todd? Give me a scenario. You think? How do you think he got tortured? Force feed the the guy uh, as much Taco Bell as you possibly can, and then watch him explode from the inside out. You know what? That 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 sounds like a that, that right there is. <laughs> It's that might have nailed the coffin, bro. What? No, it's not the real. <laughs> they probably, do you really think they, that ain't torture? That's heaven. If you think Taco Bell. Heaven? I love Taco Bell, bro. Dude, it used to be good before they changed everything, man. I swear. Absolutely, but it's worth it, man. But It's worth it. Your stomach going to be messed up, but it's worth it. As you but, eat it, you're all, I know I shouldn't be doing this. But hey, man, it's I had some last night. <laughs> Gas and everything. No, nah, but oh, <laughs> no, nah, but let's just say both of you guys are wrong. But good idea. Okay. No, but Frederick received electric shocks to his penis mm. and his testicles. He also had a burning sparkler pushed down into his penis. Oh, you got me crossing my legs over here, dude. Come on now. Yeah, man. That ain't all. Oh. After his toes were crushed and his nose and ears burned with a cigarette, he was allowed to choke to death on his own gagging. Uh, Was he a pedophile? I have no idea. No, he was intellectually disabled. Oh, heck. Yeah. So, like I said, the ones that were intellectually disabled, those mentioned the torturing and that was one of the torturing let me tell you right now man but he didn't do anything wrong it didn't mention uh he didn't mention that he was a pedophile he was just intellectually disabled so he probably went after a welfare check like the other guy they're doing this for fun that this oh yeah that's definitely for fun bro that 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 that's wrong that's sick that's beyond sick you you cut me open first of all you torturing me you you shock me in my junks and then you stuff a sparkler burning sparkler bro just kill me get a just blow my head off bro man yeah end it end it i i feel sorry for him that's what i don't understand if what you're trying to do is collect their money why go through all that he probably has something against intellectual like you know mental people now they're they're having they're having fun at this point yeah I mean, yeah, they're, they're sick now. They they want They don't want to just put a gun to a guy's head or slit his throat. They want to make it suffer for whatever reason. Yeah, these guys are psychotic. Yeah, that 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 was that was pretty bad. I felt pain, and I'm not. Even I felt, whoo, bro. When I heard the, when you mentioned penis and torture, I, I already I'm numb. So. That was Frederick Brooks. Yeah, that's victim number eight, I believe, correct? Mm-hmm. Victim number nine. He also received somewhat of a torture, but it wasn't as gruesome as that. His name was Gary O. Dwyer. D-W-Y-E-R. Dwyer. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Dwyer's ice cream. 
Now, he was 29, and he, too, was also intellectually disabled. And he lived alone in Francis Street of Murray Bridge. I don't know where Francis Street is, but it sounds pretty rich. His disability arose from a car accident earlier in his life. So he wasn't born uh, disabled. He, you know, unfortunately, he got into a car accident. Bunting, John, and Jaime had learned of personal information about O'Dwyer and whether he had any family. O'Dwyer was seen by John as an easy target and was murdered so John could gain from O'Dwyer's welfare payments. As usual, it, it, it's an easy come up for money. O'Dwyer's body was found by the police in a bank vault in Snowtown, and his body contained burn marks which were inflicted by using a variac machine to apply electric shocks. So he was also tortured with an electric shock machine. Wow. Yeah, man. That's all it mentions for him. That's all it mentions for him. Yeah. Now, the next victim. Who do you think it is? Oh, that's me. It's not, well, all these victims are bad, but it's not what you, it's not who you think it is. I don't know. I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. It's a relative of one of the accomplices. The brother. So you got John Bunting, Robert Wagner, Jaime Velasic, and then you got Mark Hayden. It's a, it's, it's a relative of one of those four. Who do you think? Give me a guess. Who do you think it is? Jaime's brother. They already killed him. Oh. <laughs> Troy. That was Troy. Who do you think, Todd? A cousin? Okay, good guess. One of their dads. You were close. It was actually one of their mothers. Oh, what? what? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not what mother. A wife. Is the, now it's a one woman. of their wives. One of their wives. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I, I know how that came up. Man, we're having, we're having so much fun killing these people. I could really use another wife. My wife <laughs> has been bugging the crap out of me. She never cooks. She doesn't clean. Let's just dispose of her. And then everyone look at him like, all right, let's, let's do it. <laughs> That's kind of sad, man. That's messed up. <laughs> He's all, since we're doing all this killing, eh? Well, that's Canadian. Hey, let's get. By right the way, to... we gotta do we gotta do a story on Canada, man. We got some listeners as well. Yes, we do. Now, Elizabeth Hayden, she was the wife of Mark Hayden, and the aunt of Frederick Brooks, the one that was tortured, the intellectual. That was his. That was her nephew. Mark Hayden is one of the accomplices, and this is his Who wife. Killing people in the family, and nobody knows. Hey, they know. Well, people know. They know within the circle. No, I'm talking about how does nobody, like, come on. That's what I was trying to figure out earlier. All these people getting murdered and they still claiming their welfare checks. What is up with that? Nobody investigated? You telling me, Todd Fox, that not one police officer was saying, okay, everybody that's murdered got welfare checks. Let's investigate, you know, the next person, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they yeah, gotta put don't a, they keep up with those people. I don't know how they do it in Australia. I don't know. It's the nineties. Yeah. What I'm saying is, how does? Sorry. Go ahead. No, what are you gonna say, Tom? No, I'm just saying I'm lost on that one too. I don't understand how you don't check up on these people. At least like from last episode, Gabby's like, how come we don't go out there and visit, see how they're doing, if they need uppers in their pills, or see if they're making their appointments? No, we're just handing out fat checks. I mean, what's going on here? I got to get Adam to mention to me, too, uh, uh, how much was them welfare checks back in the 90s, man? Because, uh, man, if they still giving out welfare checks now, boy, I'm telling you. Yeah, Are you yeah. moving? Let's, we, <laughs> I got the bag packed right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't trying to get murdered, man. John, well, we'll, we'll get into well, that. What, I, what I'm saying is that, okay, the nephew got murdered. Now, one of the wives, where's the rest of the family that nobody's noticed where they've gone? I don't know. I mean, he he was totally disabled, so maybe he didn't have family. I don't know. Well, he obviously did, but but what I'm saying is, 
he probably didn't have other family members. I don't know. He was probably like, you know, the wife just went out for a, a walkabout, which is what indigenous people do to find mm-hmm. like, the, the spirits. They go for a walkabout. And then the, then the John's like, well, wait a minute. Your wife's not uh, indigenous. She went for a walkabout, okay? She's gone. <laughs> She'll be back when she gets back. <laughs> Man. Well, let's get into this details real quick. So Elizabeth Hayden was the wife of Mark Hayden, as mentioned, and they shared and, and she shared a house with with him in Blackham Crescent, Smithfield Plains, a northern suburb of Adelaide, Australia. You know that's money over there. Blackham? Blackham Crescent. Okay. You know that's money. You got black hams over there. I ain't never seen black. <laughs> he went there. I went there, man. I went there. <laughs> Elizabeth's sister, Jody Elliott, who I mentioned earlier, had a brief relationship with John Bunting in 1998. They lived at the rear of the house where they lived, you know, the Hayden's house. They lived in the rear, the back house. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth was. Bunting and Wagner, Bunting and Wagner's second to last murder victim and only female victim. So she's the only female victim. She was murdered on November 20th, 1988, while Hayden and Elliot were away from the house. Now, it was reported that Elizabeth was mi- missing by her brother, Garion Sinclair, to police at 3 p.m. the following day. Guess who would later assist in in this murder? What do you think assist in this murder? Her brother. Oh. That's a good guess. What do you think, Doc? Um, a kid. That's random. Why would you? I'm curious. I'm, people, I'm not people, saying you're right or wrong, but I'm saying why would why would you think it was a kid? I'm just saying people are killing everybody here. It's hard to keep up because it's like, are they in the crew or are they not? I mean, family's killing this. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking outside the box. Unless you want to say Grandpa Joe, you know. I don't know. No, it was her own husband. Wow. He was he concealed he concealed his wife's murder. Well, I would have guessed that. He was part of the same group. Yeah, but that's his wife. Okay. Why would you murder your wife? Plenty why of reasons why. You, that, you know shit. what? Never mind. <laughs> I know why. Uh, why are you smacking was, me? That was the sound of Matt getting slapped. Hey, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> now the police inquires uh, into in, inquiries into Elizabeth's disappearance led to them to a disused bank once again in Snowtown, which eventually led to the discovery of the eight bodies stored in there in the previous uh, killing. So they finally caught up to the other one. Police later arrested John and Wagner, Jaime and Elizabeth Hudden, Mark Hayden for the murders. So they're finally arrested because they the police found the other bodies. And I don't know how I mentioned they got arrested, but they're finally arrested. Like all of them? That's shocking. I guess they all ratted on each other. But, you know, you that's true. Yeah, so they all going to take the fall. Might as well mention. Against the other, and it all come out. Now, the final victim was a man named David Johnson. Wait a minute. They've been arrested. Jack, I know. Oh. I know. Johnson was lured to this disused bank in Snowtown by his stepbrother, Jaime, on May 9th, 1999. Johnson was not homosexual, but John would often refer to him as a, excuse my words, I don't mean this, but it says he was referred to as a faggot and say he needed to die. Jeez. What is with family killing family in this story? Hey, these guys are on another level. Now, Jaime had later, uh, earlier had told Johnson about a computer for sale near Clare, South Australia. And there, Jaime drove him to Snowtown to look at this computer. Shortly after Johnson entered the bank building, he was grabbed by John Wagner, I mean, I'm sorry, Robert Wagner, 
around the throat and strangled to death. Wagner then applied handcuffs to Johnson and he was and he was forced by John to read a script. I'm sorry, he wasn't strangled to death. He was just strangled. And he was forced to read a script. John had earlier prepared as well as provide the bank account and PIN number to his information. Johnson's voice was recorded on a computer equipped with a microphone. That's when Robert and Jaime drove to Port Wakefield and attempted to access Johnson's bank account, leaving John and Mark Hayden with Johnson in the disused bank. Wagner and Jaime were unsuccessful in withdrawing funds from Johnson's account. When they returned to Snowtown, Johnson was dead. Bunting and Robert dismembered Johnson's body. And what do you think they did next? Threw him in the barrel. Okay. They dismembered his body. Mm-hmm. What do you think they did next? Set it on fire. You're kind of close. But this is this is when you know they took it to another level. They dismembered his body, then they fried it and ate parts of his body Ew. and parts of his flesh. How did this jump to cannibalism? I have no idea. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, that came out of no nowhere. Idea. Yeah. You couldn't buy a freaking burger with all that welfare money? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. That is disgusting. So that was the last victim. It appeared that they were arrested after this, apparently. So, <laughs> so because the murder of Elizabeth was in 98, this was in 99. So apparently they were murdered somewhere okay. after this. Okay. Yeah. So that was the last victim of the murderers. So now, now that they were arrested, the John, it mentions that John was tried together with Robert on September 8th of 2003 and they both were found guilty and convicted of 11 counts of murder and he was named one of Australia's most prolific prolific serial killers so how were they caught did it say how they were caught it did mention how they were caught to be honest actually man that's that's brutal though so, yeah so what they get for his sentences let me get into that, but before I do, there was another victim. What? Yeah. Was it just 12? Well, there was 12, but the murder cases on this one was dropped. Hmm. The victim, I mentioned her earlier in the, um, in the first episode, but it was Suzanne Allen. And it says the remains of Suzanne Allen were found buried at John House in Salisbury, North, wrapped in 11 different plastic bags. Her death was concealed by the accused, and they continued to collect her pension, claiming a total of $17,000. Back in the 90s, I say that's a come up. Oh, yeah. They claimed that she had died of a heart attack. Murder charges regarding the death of Allen were eventually dropped by the persecution due to the lack of evidence. So there was another victim, but they weren't charged. So for at the time of their trial, they didn't have evidence for her. They didn't have evidence. For That's her. something they found later. That's something they found uh, later. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. So we're going to get into the trials. Now, uh, the first of the accused to be sentenced was Jaime, and he was giving a he was given four life sentence on June twentieth, June twenty first, my birthday, of two thousand one. After pleading guilty to four murders, later that summer, I'm sorry, later that summer, John, Robert, and Mark. Each pleaded not guilty to 10 counts of murder, and many of the charges against Hayden were later dropped due to insufficient, insufficient evidence. So he was the one of the uh, ones that got away somewhat. That's why I said it was other victims, uh, other people involved. 
but John and Robert were the main ones. Well, obviously Jaime too, but it wasn't enough evidence on Mark because he was just really the accomplices. He never really murdered anybody. He just kind of helped people, helped them out. Uh, he's still part of it. He didn't. He didn't kill him. He covered it up. He helped them bury them and put them where they put them. Like, how are you not involved? What do you think, Todd? You think he should get the whole the whole thing too? I'm with Gabby on this. I'm with Gabby because I think. Um, <laughs> why? <did> you, why? <laughs> I, no, I had something in my throat. I'm sorry. Um, no, I think that um, you, you should have. I mean, you're an accomplice. You're in in the states. If you're driving a car and you two got out and murdered somebody, and I drive away, I'm the getaway driver. I get life just like you guys. So that should happen in Australia, but unfortunately, like in Australia and Canada, their laws are very laxed, or their punishment is. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if you don't have the evidence, though, it's all about evidence. No, it, no. Yeah, it is, because when you... At the end of the day, it's all about conscience. Everybody else is in in it already. Everybody else, you, like, you, they already know. You already know you are a part of this group, and you are all there. I don't care if you touched them or you didn't. Why were you there? I get your point. But when you're dealing with the Supreme Courts and all that stuff, when I'm in jury duty, when I've done jury duty, they even tell you, if you, you can't base it off of how you feel. You can't base it off of what you think. Is there evidence? If everybody implicated you, you're guilty because they were all there. All right. Oh, hey. I'm just saying. What evidence do you need? Then the people who are already going to pay for it, they know they did it, and they're going to go in for it, and they're telling you, yeah, he was part of it too. <laughs> There's yeah. your evidence. They were there. They're implicated. Yeah. By the way, the, the cops got on the, uh, the case because Hayden's wife, the disappearance of the wife. So that led to the, the barrels. Mm. Oh, that's see that's sloppy. They 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 murdered the wife. They should have just. I mean, they had their thing going. Yep. Oof. Had they not murdered her, they might have gotten away with it. Because apparently they got away with, you know, ten others. Yep. Yep. So the Supreme Court trial for Wagner and Bunting began on on October fourteenth of two thousand two, and within a short space of time, the court experienced difficulties with the jury. At least one juror refused to continue due to the horror of the evidence, and some sources reported that a total of three jurors withdrew from the panel for the same reason. So they were having some issues here. Mm. However, both Bunting and Radner were found guilty on September 8, 2003, and Bunting was convicted of 11 murders, and Robert, who had pleaded guilty to three murders, was convicted of seven. And so, what did they get? Both appealed their conviction. They were each sentenced to imprisonment for life on each account to be served simultaneously. The preceding judge, Justice Brian Martin, stated that these men were in the business of killing for pleasure and were also incapable of true rehabilitation. So they got all life sentences for each one. So in other words, they ain't going to see the light of day. Off with their head. Yeah, I agree. They should be executed. You think so? Yeah. Killing for pleasure, making people suffer that horribly. My thing is, we don't know the Australian judicial system. No, I'm not talking about. The, I'm just saying that's my opinion. So you said you're gonna make somebody suffer that much, and you're just gonna now get their money, torture them, all that pain just for the fun of it. You should be too. Now, do you torture them or do you hit them with that needle like we do over here? You do the same things they did to these people. Hey, get a blower, get a sparkler with some fire and put it down mm. in junks. Yep. <laughs> or have someone that's really, really good at uh, throwing a boomerang and but make uh. it like a bladed boomerang. And oh, that's have jacked it, up. Have it, like, have it like take off their wang first and then... Uh, <laughs> Dang, Todd. See, I'm you hanging, with, I'm here, hanging out with uh, Gabby too much. <laughs> You're torturous, bro. 
<laughs> That's the point. <laughs> it's it's tit for tat, I think, on this one. I, I, I'm with Gabby. I think uh, you do oh. the torturing. If you did rape, you do you the torturing. You, did. you know what? I think if other countries. And Matt would and be the states. one standing there, like, oh, can we stop now, man? Like, no, do, I, you, do you have to do that? Hey, man, <laughs> I, look, I, I'm with torturing. I, you know, hammer his fingers. Oh. But when you come to the wang, man, when it comes to the wang. Well, they didn't care about I know, and else. that sucks for them, but it's like, I'll torture you somewhere else, but not, not the wang, man. Not yeah. the wang. Todd, you know, you're a man. That... If somebody tortured your brother that way, this is what we you're do. telling me. We gouge his eyes out. Okay, oh, no, geez. you're telling me that you wouldn't want to do the same thing to that person? No, I want to do something worse. I want to gouge his eyes out. I want to hammer each of his fingers, put nails in each of his fingernails. If and you want to do something out. worse, dice his penis up there. Oh. You would have to go there. See, see, Lorena Bobby got her her idea from my wife here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't know how, but they met somewhere in the, in the past. This, this, all this penis and wang talk has gotten me thinking of a case that I don't want to remember, and it's. I don't even want to get into it. It's terrible what happened. Don't to say it. Oh, you need to say that story, Todd. No, no. <sighs> oh, that's the next case. Yep, Todd's going to bring that out. <laughs> Wait, how are you going to? <laughs> yep. You oh. cannot mention a case without showing. Nope. Oh, that, that one hurts me just thinking about it right now. But getting back to what you guys are talking about, though, I do, like, there's a lot of people that are, are pro- uh, death penalty there's a lot that aren't and you know d despite of what the person does he or she no I'm, I'm pro yeah i'm pro death penalty. my thing on it my my thing on it is i am too but i'm kind of leaning towards gabby's side like she goes obviously like like brutal like payback but i do believe that there's something to that if you're someone that's just irreplaceable ir um what do you call it you're not going to be um Irreplaceable. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. irreplaceable. <laughs> no, but you're not. You're not going to be rehabilitated, basically. Like yeah. they said that these guys aren't. Um, take them out and take them out the way they took the other people out. So, like I said before, like if you were a, a just a career rapist and you've ruined so many lives, heck, get the biggest guy with the biggest wang and have him have at it. And 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 you know. I mean, he's got to be willing to do that. I don't want to just get some <laughs> big dude. Just. <laughs> I'm sure you can find one. You know what I mean? I'm quite sure you will. I mean, if somebody would volunteer, hey, I'll do it. But, yeah, but they'll, they'll come down Old Town Road for sure. Bro, um, <laughs> you know what, Todd? You, you, <laughs> you slick, you slid that one in there. I see how you pause. But that's I what he said. Did. That's I what he what said. But yeah, I mean, there, there's a reason why there's some of these countries nowadays who are adopting Gabby's rule of thinking where we've seen, I don't know if you've seen lately, but they've castrated people publicly who have been. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In child molest. No, oh. well, it's not only just in uh, it's in parts of India. Uh, there's there's oh, yeah, uh, they do stuff like that. Peru, like like they'll they'll chop your wang in front of everybody to prove a point like, hey, don't do this again. India. You... Yeah. Yeah they, do so. yeah, they do stuff like that. India where they make you marry an old man when you're only 12 years old look he's not talking about all their other moral ideas he's just talking about one wow. <laughs> i'm not saying they're they're on the the on um, the record with everything i'm just saying that there's yeah. there's something they do uh there's also other countries that flog people to death so oh yeah <laughs> here let's castrate him in public okay well what about that one he's married to a 10 year old oh he had our permission no he doesn't have to be castrated i mean is it the law the or is it the law <laughs> yeah nobody messes with the law i saw a video of a, a old black guy from africa he he must i think he was accused of rape they tied weight on his balls oh. and had him hogtied in the middle of the village and he was screaming bloody murder and he they hey he, that was his torture that was, bruh he didn't care when he raped the person he did right i i i can't get mad at that man like you know what i'm saying like but dang that hurts bro you got weights tied on your balls and you're hanging already so that weight is pulling up man <sighs> let's, let's proceed <laughs> are you guys okay no i'm not okay i'll just uh, I've been I've been crossing my legs like a woman does Bro, for an interview with a freaking uh, skirt on business outfit. You know, yeah. like very tightly close their legs. 
you know, so that they don't show too much, but they're showing some sort of legs. I'm not showing my legs or nothing, but I'm just crossing them because I can't. I'm trying to protect against something that's not going to come for me. You know what I mean? Because exactly. of the story, I'm just exactly. freaking out. Don't so. touch the wings, man. <laughs> so, the, so Mark Hayden is the next one. So the proceedings for Mark Hayden continue until 2004, August 2nd. I'm sorry. And on, on August 2nd, a trial opened up in which he was charged with two counts of murder and six counts of six counts of assisting offenders. Yikes. Hayden testified that he was not part he was not party of the crime. However, on December 19th, the jury returned from the four days deliberation, convicting Hayden of five counts of assisting in the crime and reaching no verdict on the two counts of murder. What? And the remaining charges and the remaining charge of assistance. So they charged him for assisting in six counts, but he got five. away for, or five, I'm sorry. But he didn't get charged for none of the murders. So what did he get? Well, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion about that. Like, how did oh. y'all feel about that? No. Unacceptable. Go back and think about it again and come back with something I think it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, some some of the Australian um, judicial moves that have been made are questionable to say the least. Uh, in, in in this case as well, I, I can think of another one where there's that mass murder, uh, the blonde kid that killed a bunch of people over there. Someday we will do that story. Uh, that dude's still sitting alive while he killed 20 or more people. So I mean, that's, crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's just insane. Crazy. So Hayden was are held. You, in are you okay? No, yeah, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, to, I to cut that out. Dude. <laughs> it just didn't come out the other way, but I, I burped. Sorry, y'all. Sorry. Sorry. Thank or maybe I'll leave. Thank God. Because they all would have smelled it. Oh, <laughs> come on. So in May of 2005. No, I'm sorry. In uh, in December of 2004. Hayden was held in detention awaiting a possible retrial. And in May of 2005, the Supreme Court dismissed an appeal by John and Wagner, who have now exhausted their avenues of appeal in South Australia. So they are completely done. They're set for life. And in September of 2005, the murder charges against Hayden, Mark Hayden, were dropped and returned for, guilt, for guilty pleas to two new charges of assisting in the killing of his wife, Elizabeth Hayden, and Troy Yudi, or Yodi, whatever his name. That's uh, Jaime's half-brother. So he took the plea deal and, and agreeing that he assisted in the murders of those two and therefore it dropped the other charges. Assisted. Yeah, it dropped the murder. That's your wife. So if anybody had the idea of killing her, it was you. But since you didn't kill her, you just assisted. Well, he concealed. <sighs> That's so stupid. Hey, man, in the desperate time, you got to do desperate things and, you know. No, I'm talking about common sense. Where's people's common sense? Are you talking about the jurors? Yes. Well, he took a plea deal. You know when you take a plea deal, something got to give. Then if he was going to admit to being a part of that, he should have just admitted it was his whole idea to begin with. Why assist in her murder? You're a killer because you wanted her dead. How did we know that? He, look, I think, I think what Matt's trying to say here too, what sucks about the judicial system is first one to rat and has the most information and, and, and answers the most questions and can lock up the most. They'll take two out of three. They're yeah, not going to, yep. they're not going to look to sweep. So that, you know, this guy was singing like a canary and he got out of, murdering his wife on a lesser charge to get what he wanted and what the cops wanted so apparently the cops in the court was, was okay with it so yeah it at the end of the day sad to say but he got away with it the most actually he doesn't have a wife anymore who knows what they were going through he don't have to worry about retaliation because them other dudes they in there for life mm -hmm. who else I mean I don't think anybody else was going to retaliate for the other murders. I don't think. Maybe. I don't know. So he, he pretty much got away with it the most. So what happened? 
Well, also, um, they, the prosecutors also agreed to drop the additional charge of assisting offenders in the retaliation of David Johnson. And so that was his case. And the final, the last one, no one was um, charged with the death of Suzanne Allen. The charges were dropped on May 7 of 2007 for John and Robert um, for that because there was not enough evidence and the jury could not reach the jury. What did he get? Who? Hayden. Hayden? Didn't say. What? It didn't say. I'm going right here. It don't say. He took a plea deal. Adam, if you're listening. What does that mean, though? What did he... Oh, man. Why are you mad? What do you want me to do? Go back in 2005 and ask him, hey, Judge, what was the outcome? Do your job. I'm looking at the story here on the website, and it does not say what was the outcome. I'm sorry. Detective Miles, do your job. I am doing my job. I'm looking it up. (laughs) So, that, my friends, is the story of the Snowtown murderer hey you know it's gonna make you happy gabby what's that he's walking free today he's walking free hayden is free you just looked it up yeah i just looked it up he, he's free good job uh, tossy <laughs> time for the same he's walking free he's walking free right now <laughs> what, what was his sentence uh, they couldn't you you summed it up they couldn't it was basically a hung jury over there so they couldn't come up with any kind of uh anything he didn't so they dropped from, everything they dropped they yeah. dropped everything. 2007, he's been free for uh, 14 years now. Wow. That's what I'm saying. He got away with it the most. He ain't yep. got a wife. He ain't got, like I said, nobody to retaliate against him. I don't think. Unless well, clearly, you haven't. Okay. He's still Why are you saying now. he got away with it because he don't have a wife? <laughs> if you're saying that. What the that, heck does that mean? <laughs> you're the one who said that they had issues. So right, whatever Todd, issue, like, wait, what the hell is that? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Todd, this whole time she was saying that they had issues. He wanted her her murdered. Well, he got what he got, right? You know, he got I her murdered. I said he should be guilty because obviously the idea of killing her was his. That's what I'm saying. So if it's the idea of killing her, why would he want to kill her if everything's good? Clearly they got issues. I don't care if you got issues. What I'm telling you is he got away with it. He don't got a wife. It's like, uh, excuse me? How is that getting away he with ain't got, He ain't got his boys to retaliate because they locked up till this day. Till this day. Yep. That is so unfair. I need to definitely look at this movie, man. Snowtown. There's uh, a movie? Did you not do <laughs> Adam Taylor. Shout out to Adam Taylor, man. By the way, fans, we love it when you guys give Sorry, us recommendations. I'm so mad, so I don't know. Yeah, he said there's a movie called Snowtown. We're definitely gonna put that in the link. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I check that out too. I do, I do too. So what do you guys think? That's the story of Snowtown. Snowtown merch. I definitely don't <laughs> want to go to that bank and make a deposit. That's for sure. I'll tell you that much, bro. I'm de- <laughs> Where we at, Snowtown? Don't take me to no bank. Yep. Yep. Give me an ATM. I'm not making a withdrawal. I just either. don't go to Snowtown. No, I want to go to Snowtown. I just want to see, you know, how if, if the hype is there. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm still there. Look here, Mark Hayden is still in Snowtown. I'm be like, you matter, <laughs> and then run like heck, man, because I know what he came. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's cold, man. Yeah, I have no comment. I'm pissed. Why? Because he's walking away scot-free? Yes. Yes. He took a plea deal. they didn't do their job. Like Todd said, in the judicial system, if they want the big guy... You still have some type of consequence. How are you going to take a plea deal and then they come with nothing? Let me ask you a question. No results of anything. Everything that's dropped. What the hell was hey. all the work to get you into a plea deal to begin with for? Hey, Todd, remember when OJ got busted on that good recently when he got arrested for kidnapping or, you know. Yeah, holding people. Yeah. Yeah. They got they got the big fish. Now, the person who recorded him, that's a felony. You can't record somebody. Well, not a felony, but that's, you can't record someone without their permission. Mm-hmm. That's a crime, right? Yeah, yeah. They swept down the rug. You don't even know who recorded it because they don't care. It, 
In other words, yeah, we we're gonna try you for that. Yeah, you might get a slap on the wrist, but we got the big fish. That's what it was. John and Robert were the big fish. Well, mainly John. Well, so they got their big fish. And that's what probably led to getting all the bodies recovered. Too. Exactly. Because unfortunately, that's what happens too. Like a lot of mass murders or serial killers will get out of um, getting the death penalty if they're able to just say, hey, look, I did this to so-and-so. If you're looking for another body, it's over here. Um, you know, I'll take credit for that one because I was this. Is, if they've got the details, the cops want to close cases no matter that's what hard. no matter what country it is. And as brutal as this one is, I see Gabby's point too. It sucks because he should have got something. They should have tied him down for something. Uh, but I think they tried, but their evidence was so crappy that he he just had to be let go. And it's unfortunate. Now that's poor policing on, uh, on them. That's why it's so stupid because obviously he pleaded guilty to that. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me you still need evidence when he's he already pleaded guilty. That's what you wanted to get out of him. And he you still, still couldn't get anything on him. Evidence, babe. I'm telling you. Somebody, I could say I'm guilty and take a rap from somebody. And I was nowhere near the murder. You have to have evidence. You of, always can get, you can't always get evidence. You can't convict somebody if you don't have no evidence whatsoever. Um, Unless so they... you're telling me if my daughters come crying because they were getting into a fight and Adelie's missing hair from her head and Mia says, I did it because I didn't see it, I don't punish Mia. Well, no, you punish Mia because there's only two people in here. So it's either one no. of <laughs> No, it makes no damn sense. I get your point, man. I'm telling you, I, get, I hear what you're saying. They I... agreed with him. We're going to drop this for the plea deal, right? He agrees. He pleads guilty, and yet you still don't have enough. Drop it. That was part of his plea deal. He either has some really good lawyers or the uh, the prosecution lawyers really suck. Like I said, I don't know how they do it in Australia, man. But I don't think it would. Me personally, I don't think the I don't think it would have flied that way, and you know over here i don't know our other states yeah i don't know i mean it depends on what state you're in because we do yeah. have some dumbass lawyers and and uh that part police. that part in texas oh yeah he would have been he, he'd have served at least 20. he would have fried maybe most yeah likely. oh yeah them other two would have been burnt yeah they would have fried him but fried. See, but see hayden walked out of the courtroom in 2007 jumped into a kangaroo's pouch and took off into the sunset <laughs> Lord. Was, you know <laughs> Why got jumping? And then he went to the local uh, AMPM down there and, and got some of those koala chocolate things that we were talking about <laughs> last episode. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the koala smacks, man. man I gotta look it up, man. I'm trying. Y'all trying to play me, man? Them things are bomb, bro. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> You're all, yo, they were filled with chocolate, man. They were, they were good. filled with chocolate, man. I remember. Trust me. <laughs> You're gonna go to Australia, like. Yeah, those 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 koalas are awesome. How they could climb the trees. Did you all know that they were filled with chocolate too? Man, those things are awesome. <laughs> used to bite the head off and then next thing you know, <laughs> cream of black chocolate. You know, wait, 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 whoa, 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 wait, whoa, 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 cream. Wait, Nobody wait, wait, said wait, anything wait, wait. about cream there, bro. Pause, man. Calm, Calm down. down. Calm down. <laughs> Don't bite that. No. I'm telling you, man, that was a little bite-sized koala bear cracker, and you oh, bite, the, you bite. It's time to end the show. Somebody from Australia helped me out, man. I don't know if they were imported from there or did somebody just. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a Google it. Watch. Koala crackers. Koala. Is that he koala? <laughs> Sound like a wrestler. <laughs> okay, we totally went out of subject. Yeah, yeah that's the story, you guys. So sorry. Sorry we got a little out of hand. But we we that's how we do, man. We 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 have fun here, so we hope you enjoyed it. So go ahead, Nick. So that is the end of babe. The snow town murders. The snow. Okay, well, not that much. I'm sorry. The snow town murders. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, everybody who supports the show. Um, this is by no means a professional podcast. We do the best we can. We have fun with it, and we thank everybody for their positive comments uh we want to let you guys know where you can find us look for us on instagram and facebook under granny to crime and listen to your podcast through podbean spotify anchor itunes and pandora 
and out of this country, you can listen to us on Podchaser, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. And thank you so much for the person, help me with his name. Who? John. The one that told you about the story. Babe. Oh, Adam Taylor. Adam Taylor, shout out to you. Thank you. Sorry, I'm bad with names. But thank you so much for bringing this story to Matt's attention. Babe, you did great. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. As yes, always, babe. thank you, everybody. You know what, Todd? You thought you slipped that in there. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> thank you for all of your support and for your continued uh, listening to us. So, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> By the way, got jokes today. Todd, tell uh-huh. them where we can get the merchandise. Yes, you can get T-shirts, coffee mugs, all that good stuff over at redbubble.com under Todd Fox 80 and Grinding True Crimes. <laughs> Wifey's having a laugh, guys. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, Maddie Matt. <laughs> and that's Gabs. And this is Todd Peace. Fox. And Todd Fox. There you go. Peace. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs>